The views expressed in this program are those of the participants. What have you been up to? Ah, uh, well, after Stanford, I got my PhD in biomedical engineering. Did you? Yeah, I'm giving a presentation at the conference on infectious diseases. Lovely. There you are. We're running late. Oh, Guy. Uh, this is my old friend, Chuck Bartowski. Chuck, this is my boss, Guy Lafleur. Guy Lafleur is the head research scientist for the European company Cole McGregor Pharmaceuticals. MI6 has reports that he may have developed a bioweapon which he plans to sell to the highest bidder. Welcome everyone. It is Thursday, May 13th, 2021. I'm Bob Metz and this is Just Right, broadcasting around the world and online. Join us for an hour of discussion that's not right wing. It's Just Right. I have to be honest with you and let you know that I find myself in an extraordinarily uncomfortable position this week. Not only because of the nature of the topic, which I'm sure most people will still react to with disbelief or dismissal, but also because, well, things are getting a little more unavoidably personal. Because a lot of the stories I'm hearing being reported by other sources about this whole COVID lockdown and and the whole pandemic are repeating themselves in my own personal sphere of life. So when I tell you that I've reached what I regard as an unavoidable conclusion that the so-called COVID vaccines are a bioweapon, bear in mind that I'm just a messenger. I'm not the message nor is it my intention to add any fuel to the fire of fear, quite the opposite in fact. Nor is it my intention to convince you of anything, because only you can do that. And do I have any absolute proof to justify my conclusion? Well, I'll answer that question right after our reminder that you can write us at feedback at justrightmedia.org. Hear us on WBCQ and on Channel 292 Shortwave. Follow and like us on your favorite podcast platform and visit us at justrightmedia.org where you can access all of Just Right's social media links and our archive broadcasts. And of course, as always, your financial support is appreciated and is what makes this show possible. So let me say up front that, okay, I don't have any proof. At least not the kind of proof that you could repeat in a scientific experiment or in a mathematical equation, nor the kind that would satisfy quote-unquote fact-checkers who are always looking for answers served to them on a silver platter without the necessity of having to apply too much effort into arriving at a conclusion that cannot simply be arrived at by facts alone. What I do have is an overwhelming and practically choking amount of evidence combined with a dash of simple epistemology, or logic and reason or common sense for those who missed last week's show, that consistently leads me toward that conclusion. So before I begin drowning you in all the evidence, first I have something quite remarkable to share with you. Listener Liz B. recently sent me a link to a 2006 discussion about a 2006 pandemic we were potentially faced with. And guess who was a participant in that discussion? I can tell you right now that you'll never guess because the person I'm talking about is yours truly. That's right, me. The discussion concerned 
the topic of pandemic scaremongering, and it can be found on our own website as one of the 200-plus archive broadcasts of Left, Right, and Center. And before I kick off the show with that discussion, you've got to hear this first. Believe it or not, this is a 2006 radio ad placed by the Federal Liberal Party of Canada, which was at the time running against the Federal Conservative Party of Canada under the leadership of Stephen Harper. And after you hear this, and then pick yourself up off the floor, I'll introduce the participants in our pandemic discussion of the time, and if the lesson of how history repeats itself, which we discussed last week, ever had more significance, I can't think of how or where. Now get a load of this. Stephen Harper actually announced he wants to increase military presence in our cities. Canadian cities. Soldiers with guns. In our cities. In Canada. We did not make this up. Choose your Canada. <laughs> Can you believe it? The very party that criticized the federal conservatives in 2006 is today the party that is doing exactly what it accused the Harper government of threatening to do at the time. And they're doing it today and right now. And you know what? I didn't make this up. So that's just a taste of the political environment in which we were at the time of this next discussion, which was a segment of the Jim Chapman show called Left, Right, and Center, as broadcast on CHRW-FM radio in London, Ontario, on May 3rd, 2006, a full 15 years ago to this month. The first voice you will hear is that of show host Jim Chapman, and the other two voices are those of my opponent on the left, London lawyer Jeff Schlemmer, and of course, yours truly. Jeff and Bob are in the studio. Not Bob and Doug, Jeff and Bob. A couple of hosers nonetheless, but always welcome on the pro program. Jeff Schlemmer, Bob Matz. Nice to have you here, guys. Morning, Jim. Nice to be here. Uh, I want to, uh, I, actually, I want to just pick up from what I was just saying. Just, just get your general thoughts about it, this, this pandemic business. Um, one of our interns was on last week, and she was very concerned about, she felt that the, the quote, the drug companies were inciting fear in the people so they could sell them huge amounts of Tamiflu. Um, I tried to point out that that wasn't exactly the dynamic that was going on, but underlying that was her her belief that there isn't going to be a pandemic because, you know, we can't have that many people dying, and these they're just creating the excitement. Kathleen mentioned today a story in here that in yesterday's budget, they're setting aside $500 million to set up uh, emergency preparedness, I guess, in the event that there is one. Uh, she said, I didn't realize that the governments were taking it quite that seriously. Is it that serious? Are we then going to have a pandemic? I don't want to ask either one of you guys uh, to answer that question because obviously it would be unfair. None of us in the room. It's unanswerable. Well, it is unanswerable. <laughs> what I do want to answer you, ask you, though, is a, a, a couple of different things. Um, what do you think is happening relative to this possibility, uh, the media and and the government and corporations and so on? Uh, certainly, we're hearing an awful lot about the possibility of there being this this terrible pandemic and many many people are responding to this and governments are now they're allocating 500 million dollars to preparedness and so on is there any point or purpose to us uh, working ourselves up over something like this jeff that may or may not ever happen 
No, I don't think there's a, a point in getting all worked up about it. And, and it is true that, uh, unfortunately, I, I think that there are aspects of the media that, that make their money by getting our attention, and they get our attention by scaring us about things. And uh, I recall once... Um, uh, Kelly Tian, who used to be uh, the editor at the editorial page of the Free Press, talking about how, by definition, she said, if something's in the newspaper, it's because it's unusual, and you can't sell a newspaper that has a big headline on the front that says everything's okay, pretty much the same as yesterday. So, uh, first of all, obviously, getting getting wound up about things isn't useful, and I. I I think once before we talked about how I read an article about how the stress that is caused by the worry that people have is probably more responsible for bad health than the actual um, things that we're worrying about, yeah. whether it's crime, whether it's, uh, again, pandemics, whether it's about uh, West Nile, you, you name it. Uh, it, it the cumulative stress uh, wears down our immune system uh, enough that we get sick from all kinds of other things and other than the one we're supposed to worry about. But I remember a few years ago, it was smallpox was the biggie, and we were mm-hmm. n- nobody had immunity to smallpox anymore, and they didn't have any vaccines built up and all that stuff and now apparently they do have all kinds of vaccine they responded to it and now it's there and now it's on to the next thing so i i guess in my hopelessly naive way i think that ultimately governments sooner or later do get around to dealing with these things and uh, and kind of looking after them so i have to tell you i don't worry about it too much bob uh, what, what's your take on it well I don't think about it at all. I don't even think about my own health as much as I should, let alone the world health, for heaven's sakes. You know, but yeah, I've seen what you eat for lunch, by the way. Yeah, there you go, which I don't usually even have, which is, which is ironic. But, uh, you know, the, when they talk about, I, I don't know what evidence there is that they're expecting this pandemic. I haven't really seen any that convinces me, unless it's statistical in the same sense that California is going to drop into the sea one day. I, I, I think that's a very, I think that's a very good analogy. It is statistical and it's based on observable patterns of breakouts well, of I can uh, guarantee you that this planet is going to turn into molten lead one day <laughs> you know the sun is going to expand into a huge red giant mm-hmm. there are certain things that are inevitable but knowing that they're inevitable doesn't mean we can't do something about it now what do you do about something like this I don't know I'm not an expert I don't know anything about the the viruses microbes things like that but it strikes me as odd that we're hearing a lot about this at a time when the healthcare system is so incredibly strained it sounds a little bit suspicious to me they're looking for another way to get money into the healthcare system mm-hmm. particularly into a place where they don't have to provide immediate care to somebody but prepare for it in the quote Mm -hmm. foreseeable future and the way i see it is no matter how much we spend on whatever if this pandemic's eventual and and you know comes to pass i don't think any preparation is going to really save us from it in, in in the big picture there you go we discussed a lot of other topics on that same broadcast and you can hear it in its entirety by checking out our on-site link to left right and center which is one of the buttons on the right side of the page with the letters L, R, and C on it. And of the 254 episodes available on that link, it is show number 231. So how, some may ask, could we so accurately have made the conclusions about that pandemic that we did with only about four minutes or so to even consider the issue? Simple. Applied epistemology. One of the philosophical branches we discussed last week. Or, maybe to put it more simply, common sense. Think about what we just said, how the media likes to scare us about things, how stress and bad health is caused more by worrying about a thing than the thing itself, how there is no evidence of any pandemic, how the healthcare system is in constant crisis, and how it is never possible to prepare for a pandemic in advance. 
All these things are being proven true today, and we've heard the testimony to that effect from thousands of people, but never from our officials. And you know, it's all about definitions. And it still strikes me how powerful epistemology is, given that most people still do not grasp the simplest of definitions regarding our current pretended COVID pandemic, the word case. A case is a nothing, always was, still is. By simply understanding the definition of that one word alone, we could have avoided this whole distraction of a pandemic, a distraction used solely to convince and coerce people into participating in a dreadful experiment. One now proving to be so sinister and evil to the core that we could be staring down the barrel of the greatest crime ever committed against humanity. And I don't say something like this lightly. But again, it's just my opinion. It doesn't have to be yours. But if you have a better narrative or a better theory, I sure would be happy to hear it, especially if you have some kind of evidence, I'm not asking for proof, with which to back it up. And nothing would please me more if your news was good news. So before I review my own accumulated evidence on why I've reached the conclusions about the injections that I did, I think you should hear this first. Here's a test for your epistemology skills. And ask yourself this, are you more concerned with the messenger or with the message. Because, you know, people who want to ignore or dismiss a message they don't like will usually resort to killing the messenger, as the saying goes. So on this side of our upcoming bumper, here's a messenger that, you know, I don't know of any messenger who's been more attacked than Alex Jones of InfoWars in his own does-it-go-to-eleven hyperbolic way of delivering his message on May 6th. While on the return side of the bumper, radio broadcaster John B. Wells with his extraordinarily calm approach to his message, while in conversation with Laurel and Tyler Thompson on her May 6th show. And interestingly, both messengers are delivering the same essential message. There's a lot of good things happening, but there's no doubt about this is a mass kill operation. Here is the University of Texas prestigious bioweapons research lab saying any vaccines for the coronavirus family cause massive autoimmune responses, strokes and heart attacks and blood clots. Look at this. They studied it on a whole bunch of animals and it killed mass numbers of them. And we've already known this, but this is the University of Texas official laboratory UT did this in 2012. You know, John Oliver goes, you know, they sped this up in warp speed because they really been studying it for 20 years and knew how safe it was. No dumbass. Every study said it's super deadly. And they went and picked the most super deadly thing they could to inject this with. Not the virus itself that it's a supposed cure for, but the cure is the disease is the attack, massive cardiovascular problems. That's why they got five-year-olds having heart attacks and dying, 15-year-olds having heart attacks and dying, 20-year-olds having strokes and dying. Holy mackerel! <laughs> Usually these studies mince words, and it this spells it right out in the summary on the front page. University of Texas. Level four bioweapons lab in Galveston, Texas one of the biggest in the world. And they say, we say you shouldn't use these vaccines and that if you do, you proceed with extreme caution. 
They didn't do the animal studies because they'd already done them before, and they didn't do the human studies. They went directly to open air where you can't ever track or tell what happened on purpose. And if it hits your cardiovascular, some of the rats died in a day. Some died in six weeks, but they died. And they bled out, folks. Where their brain meets the sinus, they bled out in their lungs, they bled out in their hearts, they bled out in their thighs, they bled out in their stomachs, they bled out, they bled out, they bled out, they bled out, they bled out. Just like you shoot somebody with a 12-gauge shotgun, a double-lot buck. They bleed out in about a minute. This way you bleed out over the next few years. My God. That's a piece of garbage, Bill Gates. Burn in hell, you bastard. My God, they really did it. They really freaking launched it, and they knew it when they did it because the head of the biology department back in 2012 was Dr. Piaka. It's called for global extermination of all humans on Earth, and now they've launched the first salvo of total death. They war-gamed it all out, and they're taking over and putting us under martial law and bankrupting small businesses and farms and admitting it's a takeover plan. And they've got all these people who are learned helplessness, Stockholm Syndrome victims, serving their oppressors. And they're telling those zombies to come get in our faces because we're not drinking the Kool-Aid. But if you look at history, there's always groups that make big authoritarian moves. And each time evil has a new science, a new technology, the Blitzkrieg, whatever they want to call it, that they're going to use to win. And good always gets caught with its pants down, but in the end, wins. The question is how many billions of people are going to die this time? They're making a run at us. They're going for the full depopulation now. And I told you the rat studies, the mice studies, the ferret studies with regular mRNA or regular virus vector, regular uh, attenuated virus, whole virus vaccines, what they call it. I mean, we're talking 100% death rates in many of the studies. In the other studies, it's all more than 50% die an early death. Wow. Wow. I mean, just wow. I mean, this is end of the world stuff, folks. Uh, it, it's absolute confirmation that these people are psychotic murderers. And then if we don't do something about it, we're aiding and abetting them. And then it makes me want to just get back to my family and run to the hills. I mean, not even out of fear. It just, at a cellular level, it feels like it's wrong to not run to the most remote area possible and just get away from this. That's a normal response. And so I'm not choking. I, I never choke in front of a big crowd. I, I never choke on air. I don't get butterflies being on air. But I am during the headlights at this point. And uh, something to be on the lookout for. Uh, just bouncing over to this uh, mRNA vaccine, the so-called vaccine. That's nothing yeah. but... Um, one lady who wrote an article on it described it as it's a Russian roulette, but there's more than one bullet in the cylinder. Sooner or later, it's going to get you. Mm -hmm. This actually happened. Um, an unvaccinated woman at a spa, friend of ours, we know her, 
was touched by a vaccinated worker there at this spa. It's a nice spa, you know, been going there for years. This per this vaccinated person touched her, and within a couple of minutes, rashes began to, because uh, she was doing the mani-pedi thing. So uh, in the pedicure part, got her feet in the little tub, you know, and all that. This guy's doing his thing, you know, making everything nice and nice and sparkling clean. But he touched her, and it left a rash. By the time it's all over with, that night, I mean, within just a few hours, if you were looking at uh, at her back now, lash marks coming out almost like rays of some primitively drawn sun. I mean, like tied to the whipping post and lashed. Rash everywhere. Rash on the palms of her hands and on the bottoms of her feet. So, Randy contacted somebody near and dear to her who's been a nurse for 85% of her life, 80% certainly. And uh, and uh, she was told there's only one thing that'll do that. It's called Coxsackie virus. C-O-X-S-A-C-K-I-E. Coxsackie virus. It's related to the polio virus. It was discovered, I think, when they were trying to crack the code on poliomyelitis. It's an RNA virus. Now, what does this tell us? You know, this thing about don't shed on me, about people shedding, this is yeah. what they're talking about. Transmitting. So, if anybody has any doubt about this being a bioweapon, please think again, because it is. And I tell everybody, make your own decisions. But why was hydroxychloroquine downplayed? Why, why, why? Why this big rush for a vaccine that's not even a vaccine? Why did the CDC admit it had no isolates of this virus? Why did the CDC say you no longer have to disinfect countertops and other spaces where people mingle and hang out and touch and breathe on? That's three weeks ago, four weeks ago maybe now. It's a fraud. And if you get that vaccine at this stage of revelation of what this thing is and what it can do, you're out of your mind. Think again. You know, the thing about the truth is out there. It is. But you have to be willing to accept what you see. This cognitive dissonance must go away. You know, you see, but you do not observe. You hear, but you don't listen. We have to observe and listen closely. Yep. Uh uh, uh, the, the women that are now coming out on social media saying that something's wrong with their cycle. At first, we thought it was the people that had oh, been yes. vaccinated, and that would make sense. But now, it's people who've been near, like your friend, who've been near someone must, who's been you must vaccinated. Laura Lynn, you, uh, listen, I'm, I'm giving you the very best that I have right now. I mean, we don't know each other personally, so you have only my word for it. But you, but you, But you have it. An unvaccinated woman must not touch so much as touch a vaccinated woman. You must not do this. This this is the, uh, we're drifting into that weird zone now right. where we don't know which one is going to be affected and how badly. But one thing is certain, it's an extraordinarily bad idea, a very bad idea for an unvaccinated woman to so much as touch a vaccinated one. And a mask will do no good against this because, again, it's on the virus level. And those masks won't, won't stop that stuff. 
a virus is something like 0.012 microns, and these masks will stop 0.3 microns. I mean, it'll zip through it like it's not even there. Wow. Well, if that already isn't enough to think about, let me begin with a list of known realities without getting into the details of any of them. Since we've already done that extensively with some, and we'll no doubt do so again with the ones we haven't really got around to in detail yet. And these aren't in any particular order, and some observations may overlap a bit. I just threw a whole pile of almost unrelated pieces of evidence up into the air, let them drop on the ground, see where they fall. I think I've got well, dozens. Let's, let's see how many there are, and we'll just get to a point-form appraisal of each of these pieces of evidence. Number one, Agenda 21 and the Great Reset. That could have been two. <laughs> but these are two initiatives that have more to do with finances and world domination than they have to do with viruses, and yet viruses have been used as their great opportunistic moment to execute their Agenda 21, and us in the process. Number two, the COVID-19 pandemic, a statistical fraud which we spotted from day one. Number three, COVID-19, the vaccine fraud, which is not a vaccine. The experimental gene therapies being jabbed into people under the guise of being a vaccine are no such thing. They totally fit the definition of bioweapons, purposely created to, at the very least, cause sterilization and, at the worst, early or immediate death itself. Number four, a poisoned and evil corporate media. Too evil for words, even though words are the main weapon that they use. Number five, censorship on a scale never before experienced in Western nations. Number six, constant and perpetual, outright and demonstrable lies being spewed by our politicians and corporate media from the initial two-week lockdown to flatten an imaginary curve relating to our already bankrupt and dysfunctional healthcare state monopoly. Which again we addressed 15 years ago. Number seven, the closing and regulation of small and medium-sized businesses, particularly those that allow individual shoppers to enter. It's, it's stunning. While they leave all the big businesses and all the corporate interests wide open. Eight, the disgraceful and immoral attacks on both Christians and Jews in a way that literally resembles Nazi Germany. Another analogy, by the way, we're not supposed to use, according to today's fascists. Nine, the never-ending COVID propaganda machine, one that is oblivious to the facts that keep being revealed each and every day from more sources than you could ever count. And the propaganda machine is always coming from one source. Ten, the militarization of COVID vaccine deployments. This is unthinkable. Unthinkable. Eleven, the establishment of concentration camps and gulags, which people still think are simply COVID isolation hotels. Hotels set up, by the way, for those who test negative for COVID, while those who test positive are allowed to go home. What? You see the irrationality of it? The systemic nihilism that we talked about last week? 12. The arrest and imprisonment of religious pastors and clergy for nothing more than holding services. And by religious pastors and clergy, it's always Christians and Jews. It's never the Muslims. Thirteen, the forced masking of healthy people. Masks that are literally destructive to health, while completely ineffective at preventing any kind of virus from spreading. That one just blows me away. And yet, who are the COVID idiots? 
14. This may seem unrelated, but it's the stolen election in the United States whose implications have yet to be even hinted at, let alone concluded. That's one still waiting in the wings, let me tell you. 15. The constant attacks on any alternative media and news sources, those that do not tow the state line of hateful, racist, and divisive propaganda. It's so disgusting, I can't believe I'm living in a, in a society like this. 16. Outright communist and fascist leaders of both Canada, Justin Trudeau, and the U.S., Joe Biden, to say nothing of all the European fascists. 17. The sociopathic minds directing this whole attack, from Klaus Schwab to Bill Gates to George Soros to Joe Biden to Justin Trudeau to Doug Ford to John Tory to Ed Holder. 18. The stated intentions. The stated intentions of the producers of these bioweapons, all of them being based on genetic mutations and manipulations. Number 19. The admissions that the so-called vaccines against COVID will do nothing with regard to either preventing getting COVID or spreading any virus to anybody else. Hello? This is not a conspiracy discovery. This is what they're telling us, that people are sticking you with these needles. If they're telling you at all, but that's the truth. They won't deny it. 20. The use of COVID variants, quote-unquote, is a propaganda weapon of fear aimed at the ignorant and terrified. And boy, do they count on ignorance and terror. It's all about terrorizing you. 21. The clear fact that many states, who all happen to be on the right, that have completely opened or always been open, you know, they all have the lowest rates of COVID cases, even by fake statistics that you can collect. 22. The glaring evasions of authorities to accurately account for vaccine reactions from death to crippling. Either the stats are fake or they're simply unavailable. I hear it over and over and over again. 23. Police beating up everyone from grannies to children playing in the park just for being there or for not wearing their masks of tyrannical oppression and submission. 24. The collapse of our hospitals the failure to deliver promised and paid-for health care to those who have concerns other than COVID. 25. The outright censorship of the President of the United States off social media and other platforms. 26. The pre-election announced intentions of the Democrats to steal that election despite their own admission that Trump would win the last election in a landslide, which he did, by the way. If you're not aware of any of these things, you haven't been listening even to the corporate news. 27. The outright banning of doctors, epidemiologists, virologists, who clearly have more expertise among them than any of the official medical tyrannists. 28. The constant threat of fines and imprisonment for simply leaving your home. To say nothing of the unthinkable idea of even telling people they can't leave their homes under any circumstance. Number 29. The irrational and bizarre restrictions regarding the playing of sports, walks in the park, covering up basketball hoops. The people who are doing this are, are insane. They're absolutely insane. How can we allow them to tell us what to do? Number 30. 
the cooperation of our own police forces with laws and tactics that would make any Gestapo or Nazi war criminal proud. You know, acting just like stormtroopers, closing restaurants and dragging people away. But you know, it's always against the most helpless and defenseless and the most righteous. Never against the left like Antifa or Black Lives Matter and other political and social scum. Never. Always against the good guys. 31. The rewriting of history into a totally false narrative, creating fictions about everything from racism to current events. You know, if you're white, you're a racist. End of story. You have no free will. You have no opinions of your own. 32. The fake COVID tests that are in and of themselves harmful and destructive. 33. The collusion with the Chinese and the implementation of Chinese tyranny. Clear as day. You can see it. 34. The clearly scripted and perfectly timed description of the pandemic, long in advance, and which has thus far been carried out to the letter. From many sources, we've heard it constantly. So let's take a break for a minute, and we'll return with more right after this. Well, people may be out there going, well, gee, John B. Wells, why do you know so much? It's because I know who knows, what? and I ask them. There are people who spend their lives, their, the majority of their lifetimes, getting hold of factual, truthful information, not just, you know, hearsay and, and theory. Theories are fine, but they're just theories. Until you prove them, then you've got something. Right. So it's impossible for one person. But uh, be that guy or that, gr that gal that, that knows everything because you know who knows. You know, get your get your sources and and vet them. If they look funny, well, double check them. You know, don't just uh, don't accept anything blindly. Laura Lynn, I, I like to say I don't really want people to trust me because the trust factor is already established. I trust them to look to, into these things deeply themselves and verify whether or not what I have said or suggested is true or not. But, but don't, for Pete's sake, if you're going to trust somebody, don't let it be a government official. John, my final question to you. You talked about paying the price. Um, what does it mean to pay the price? What price have you paid to be able to talk so honestly? That's quite a question. Well, you know, you... Um, let me put it to you this way. The more you know, the harder it is to socialize. Uh, people that you've known for many, many years text you and say, get this vaccine. Uh, no, I'm not taking the vaccine. Oh, I'll be a big boy. It won't hurt. It's like, no. And um, once they go, for example, to our new site of my suggestion, just go in there and do a search on this and see what you get. These are just the ones that we pulled in from all over the place and put them on an aggregate site. You don't hear from them again. So... From an emotional standpoint, the price has been losing uh, friends and um, and damaging the relationship, even among some loved ones, because the truth can be pretty rough on people. It um, people do not want to hear it. Sometimes they just don't want to hear it, especially if it's true. They're more comfortable with their delusions.
maybe he was involved, but not how you think. Guy discovered an antiviral serum for a strain of influenza used in a bioweapon. An airborne influenza so deadly it could kill a person within one hour if exposed. Now, a couple of days ago, Guy learned that our company secretly sells the influenza bioweapon. That's why Guy planned to present our research at the convention, so that the company couldn't cover it up anymore. Oh, um, I'm sorry, I have to take this. This could be an important call. Casey, hey, everything okay? Our Wolf Den friend released the poison. Sarah got out. I'm still in here with the scientists. Hazmat crews are on the way. We have an hour, maybe less. You gotta get to Jill, see if she has an antidote. <laughs> Jill, it's Chuck, you have to open the door. But you need to listen to me. The bioweapon has been released at the conference center. How do you know about the virus? Because, Jill, I'm a CIA agent. Casey, it's Chuck. I'm with Jill. What's your status? Yeah, by my time, we got about 15 minutes. I have to go in there. Okay, I need a level A hazmat suit right now. We don't have those suits yet. CDC will be here in 10 minutes. We don't have 10 minutes. I'll go in without one. No, you, no. It's too dangerous. I'll do it. Chuck, whoever goes in there has to be able to make the antidote. That's me. Well, is this something you could talk me through? I, I guess. Okay, well, then I'm going in. Chuck, wait. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have to inject you first. Uh. Oh, that's a big deal. Ready? Yeah? Yeah. That was a modified version of the viral strain. Now your body metabolizes the poison, and the antiviral serum is gonna be created from your blood. Poison? Poison? I thought I was getting the antidote. You just gave me poison? Yeah. That's the only way to make the antidote. Did you not understand that? So is that informed consent? <laughs> of course not. But hey, it was an emergency, right? So maybe uninformed consent was perfectly justifiable. Sound familiar? <laughs> and you are listening to Just Right, broadcasting around the world and online. I think I left off at number 34 before the break, so let's continue. 35. The hypocritical and evil way in which authorities treat peaceful protesters, as opposed to their support of rioters and violence. Number 36. The growing reality that those who have received the vaccines may well themselves be the bioweapons, a factor that was mentioned explicitly among the developers of the shots themselves. That's kind of scary, you know. Number 37. The closing of schools and the forced child abuse when schools are open. Abuse which includes everything from the forced wearing of masks for children to the evil and false ideologies being taught them, terrorizing them with fears of everything from COVID to climate change. You know, if, if I ever see or hear another video like that, all the kids that are being forced to suffer because of these stupid masks they're putting on their face. I mean, listen to that child. I can't breathe. Who was it that was saying that, that we made such a big fuss over? How is it this parent isn't considered the same as a cop holding their knee on this child's neck. These parents are unfit to be parents. Sorry. Number 38. The destruction of the family unit and of social interaction. 
constantly changing the numbers of people allowed to associate. Just, just criminal. 39. The utter denial and rejection of facts. Like the main fact that the so-called COVID-19 disease qualifies as a pandemic when its recovery rate is practically 100%. 40. The smoking gun of outlawing or restricting already known treatments and cures for viral infections, including everything from hydroxychloroquine to vitamin D, which some state officials have actually been calling fake news. It's fake news that vitamin D will protect you against colds and flus. Come on. It's been known for a better part of a century. 41. The condemnation of anyone who tells the truth and the praising of anyone who outright lies about the whole affair. Our newspapers are just full of liars. Full of liars. 42. The constant use, of all things, of epistemology as a weapon of destruction, destroying the individual's ability to think simply by constantly changing definitions and moving the so-called goalposts. You change a definition, you are unable to think. Your mind is short-circuited. You cannot allow people to change the definitions that you use to think with. It's destructive. 43. The failure to ever provide any metrics that are meaningful or truthful. BS statistics piled on BS statistics. 44. The unmitigated and outrageous spending by government, paying newspapers and the corporate media to spread false information, false propaganda, and paying citizens to stay locked at home so that they'll be constantly exposed to all this BS. 45. The libel and slandering of outspoken individuals and leaders such as Maxime Bernier and others who are simply asking questions about those who insist on tyranny. Number 46. Fake Fact checks by fake news media. Too ironic for words, and we've, got, we've delved into that issue in great detail. Number 47. Using the fascist tactic of relying on private businesses to enforce irrational regulations, from social distancing to mask wearing to becoming Karens for the cause of tyranny and fascism. That is fascism. 48. The growing insistence on not using cash and doing all business transactions online, a purely terrifying experience particularly for many of the elderly who don't even have computers for heaven's sakes. I've heard a lot of them. They are suffering in ways that you cannot imagine. 49. The creating of COVID passports. How fascist can you get? Papers, please. COVID passports. Passports are usually to go from one geographic territory or political territory to another, not to go from one, <laughs> one vaccine district to another. Oh, I don't even know what to say anymore. 50. The firing of any health care workers, including experienced nurses and doctors, for daring to speak out what they are seeing in the hospitals and in their patients right in front of their own eyes. Oh, no, that doesn't count. They just deny it. The officials just deny it. 51. The absence of liability on the part of any big pharma distributors of the vaccine. Who should all be tried before the Nuremberg trials of 2021? I kid you not. 52. 
the thousands of deaths already known to be caused by the vaccines and the tens of thousands of reactions of women who have only been exposed to someone else who's had a vaccine regarding their monthly periods and the huge number of miscarriages. These are all being reported, and you can say that they're all, you know, just anecdotal, but how many thousands of anecdotal cases do you need before you can even accept a handful of them? Come on. 53. A failure and refusal to correlate the current rise in deaths to the rollouts of the vaccines, which now are really the only cause of spreading anything dangerous. If that isn't obvious, can't you see cause and effect? Hello? 54. Already announced state intentions to continue the lockdowns indefinitely, with projections now ranging from two to five years, and if their original two-week lockdown intentions were any guide, I think it would be reasonable to conclude that this new normal is permanent. 55. The zombies who live among us. Too terrified to speak out, too compliant to even deserve ever having any freedom. But they want to take my freedom and your freedom away. 56. The urgency and the speed with which the poisonous gene therapies are being rolled out in the hope that they can get enough of them and, you know, enough of their bioweapons launched before too many people become wise to the crime. 57. The fact that this whole pandemic affair is political in nature and it's not medical or natural and it has been so since the beginning. I mean, that was self-evident. 58. The wanton destruction of the economy accompanied by crony politics and hyperdrive, giving all privileges of free association to major corporations and businesses who can have all kinds of numbers of people in their establishments while small businesses are forced closed, Churches are closed and confiscated and, and gated off, and private individuals may not congregate with more than any given day's whim of some pervert politician. Complete perverts to the core, a curse on them all, every one of them. 59. The purposeful murder and killing of people in our old age homes. If, if you, that, that just can't be denied anymore, and long-term institutions, of course. You know, politicians and government officials are calling the shots while tens of thousands of objecting real medical professionals, including doctors reporting on their own patients, are completely left out of the equation. I'll save number 60 for the end of the show. But first, here's an item that when I posted its link on my personal Facebook page, even before I pressed the post button, Facebook editorially interfered with my expression of opinion by covering the post with a warning that read, false information checked by independent fact checkers, which of course means that every word in a post is true. Facebook additionally posted its own BS comment that, quote, video is full of recycled debunked claims about COVID-19 purportedly from a nurse in Halifax, Canada, and cites the evil and propagandist organization Lead Stories as its source. Now, the April 29th post came with the headline, A Must Watch, Nurse in Halifax Breaks Her Silence. And I don't care if this messenger is a lone individual without any official qualifications for anything, because everything I heard her say completely coincides with every fact I myself have been investigating and featuring on this show since the beginning of the recycled and debunked lies that platforms like Facebook are pushing. So I have a few things I need to talk about here that are very, very important. And it's time that people start listening. 
the agenda, as we call it, is in full effect right now. Listen to the things that I have to tell you and look for that information yourself so that you can verify what I'm saying is true. The FDA has stated, this is the head of the FDA that spoke, and he said that his 17,000 plus employees and himself will not approve or authorize any vaccinations. I don't know if you guys understand this yet, but the only reason these vaccines are being rolled out is because we are under states of emergency in various countries. This is the only way that they are allowed to administer these vaccines. No FDA has passed them and they won't. Why are you going to get a vaccine? They are not effective. They do not stop the transmission. Since vaccinations have been rolling out across the world, COVID cases have skyrocketed. Adverse effects are taking place by the minute. Severe adverse effects from the vaccinations, not from COVID. Look at the data that since vaccinations have been rolling out, cases have been skyrocketing. Scientists and health professionals have realized that almost 60% of those who are coming in with positive COVID cases have already been vaccinated. Why are you still getting vaccinated? Now I'm going to speak to what is happening in India. All over the news, mainstream media, you are seeing severe situations that are apparently taking place. They are showing you footage and pictures from May of 2020 when there was a gas leak in India and many people died and hospitals were overrun. You can verify this information if you look for it. It is everywhere. This has been debunked already. I also encourage you to be watching what citizens who live in India are saying about the current situation rather than listening to what your TV is telling you. We need to come back to humanity. We need to start listening to our neighbor. We need to start listening to the people who are on the front lines. We need to start listening to the people who are in these situations and are telling you that what your television is telling you is a lie. In India right now, there are not people dropping dead on the street. I have listened this morning to hundreds, okay? Hundreds of people, citizens of India stating that this is not happening, that they are lying to you. And also that since they started administering vaccinations coercively to the people in India, that people are dying quickly. This is not COVID. This is the vaccinations. In Nova Scotia, I have a flood of messages coming through and phone calls and emails on all of my platforms of nurses and people in long-term care facilities reporting what is going on right now in Nova Scotia. All of the people in long-term care and all of the nurses are being asked to be tested every four days without symptoms or contact. This is how your numbers are going up. We know very well the WHO, the CDC, and multiple doctors have all told you that the PCR test has a 97% false positive rate. I've also been told this morning that anybody who downloaded the COVID application, many of these people are receiving notifications that they were in hot zones where people had COVID-19 and they are being urged to go and get tested right away. This is why your numbers are going up. They are not going up because of people with COVID or any symptoms. They are going up because of asymptomatic people being tested.
I would like you to ask in the history of medicine, in the history of your life, when have people without symptoms for a virus or a disease of any illness of any kind been tested? Not only are they testing all of these nurses and long-term care providers, but they are taking away staff in these medical positions if they come back with a positive test, even though they have no symptoms, none. They are being quarantined for 14 days instead of being able to be at work, helping the elderly and helping those that are sick. Surgeries and appointments are being canceled and put on hold and delayed. These people are getting sick and they are dying because of what your government is doing right now by falsifying data. We need to start listening to the people who are on the front lines that were brave enough to come out and tell the truth. They have brought in the military to help with COVID. People like myself have been telling you all along what this agenda was going to be. It has been like clockwork. We told you that once they rose the numbers enough in the third wave, that they would then bring in military, which they are. In Nova Scotia and Ontario, military are being deployed to help with COVID. This is happening all over the world. And the presidents and prime ministers and different government officials who have spoken up in Africa and other places have somehow mysteriously died. We had the Tanzanian president reveal that they tested fruit, goats, and all sorts of other things with this PCR test, and they came back positive. He exposed the truth, and guess what? He's now dead. The ex-CEO of Pfizer has come out and told everyone what is going on and how dangerous this situation is to humanity, and nobody listens. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of nurses and doctors speaking the truth. If you don't believe me, there is a doctor's alliance. Look at the Great Barrington Declaration. Look at the Nuremberg trials that are taking place now. They are speaking out. They have told you what is happening. Once these passports get rolled out and the microchips that are coming right after that, you no longer have freedom. It is gone entirely. Your children your grandchildren, and anybody after that will no longer have freedom. I know here in Canada, we have had it pretty good all of our lives. And to believe something of this degree is nearly impossible for most, and I understand. But you can no longer run from this truth. Get over the emotional component of everything that's going on. It's literal brain fog. When you're in an emotional state, you cannot think rationally. This is why they continue to fear monger. Please take a moment, pull yourself away from the emotional component of all of this and look at things with a rational mind. You can't run from this any longer. We are drowning humanity because the 1% want to take over the world. And again, it sounds crazy. 
I know. But look at the World Economic Forum, the Davos Summit. They have told you everything the entire time. Do you think that when Trudeau says you will own nothing and be happy that he's joking? He's not joking. So are you going to continue to follow this COVID narrative and lose all of your freedoms? Or are you going to stand up? You know, the human mind is only capable of being conscious or of focusing on only one thing, fact or circumstance at a time. And that's why each of the five dozen samples of evidence we've covered today is a distraction from each of the others. And if studied one at a time in a vacuum away from the rest, you'll always find exceptions to some pattern or some observation because that's the nature of the topic. And therefore, you may conclude, well, there's nothing to see here. The good part about this, the, the best part of it, is that without this COVID-19 and without Antifa and, and without BLM and without the Democrats and some rat Republicans too, we would not know now what we do. It would have remained concealed. And now the information flow and our ability to put this together and make actual sense of it, however grim that sense may be, however much of a threat the conclusions we draw happen to be to us personally and collectively, it doesn't matter. They cannot catch up now because the information has outrun them. They cannot hide from us anymore. So I'll close with this, and thanks so much for letting me just go on and on like this. But folks, don't wait to, to see it before you believe it. That's not how it works. Have you ever dropped something on your tool bench, top there, whatever, or you're on your desk and you can't find it? It's right in front of you. You cannot see those keys. You can't see that pen, those the, that pin, those glasses. It's right there on your desk, right in front of you. You can't see it. Allow yourself to believe it just for a little bit, then you'll see it. But if you're waiting to see it before you believe it, you may never, you may never experience it. Probably not. Wow. And there's a perfect description of how believing is seeing. In this case, the belief being a form of focusing the mind, uncluttered by fear and false information. And finally, number 60. The follow the science propaganda. It is false propaganda because we know that nothing that officials are telling us is based on any kind of science at all. Now, of course, it's natural to welcome science and technology with open arms because we know that when applied to a positive purpose, the benefits are enormous. But science, technology, and inventions have historically been used for sinister and evil purposes as well. Consider what would have happened to the world had the Nazis developed the atomic bomb before the United States did. But right now, none of us are faced with a scientific dilemma. It's a moral one. And the same principle that believing is seeing also applies when hearing turns into listening. Something I hope all of you will do when you join us again next week as we continue our journey in the right direction. And until then, be right, stay right, do right, act right, think right, and be right back here. We'll see you then. Fade into color, color into black and white. Under the bedclothes, everything will be alright. This is a foolproof instrument, Schultz. If there is a tunnel under the ground anywhere, it will tell us. 
You fooled me, Jump. Another example of German scientific supremacy. We are a remarkable people, Major. 